With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, we hired him at Fox NFL kickoff, 11 a.m. Eastern. He has been a home run for us. 12 years, three Super Bowl rings, a Super Bowl MVP. And uh, from Belichick to Bill O'Brien, Josh McDaniels, Brian Dable, Julian Edelman has been around the block, and we talk off the air about... I I want to address something first on Josh Allen, and you made a good point backstage, is that cultures are different. And and you had mentioned this last time you were on, Julian. Even with Belichick... If you return all the same players, every team has a new identity. But I do feel with defensive coaches, the identity is always pretty close. There's ways to play. And I think, I feel like with Josh Allen, he's, he once again, this offense is him putting on a cape. And I watched last night and I'm like, why are we down to a Hail Mary? These teams aren't close. And, and you pointed out that maybe this is sort of what Sean likes. Yeah, you look at like, it just put me back when, Coach would talk about our games, and especially this time of the year, you're just trying to win games. You're getting ready to go on your run. you got to find ways to win games. And if you look at last night, it was a a field position battle. Yes. Like, they were pinning the Buccaneers all night. night. And that's what defensive coaches want. You know, they they have what they'd had. They were playing from ahead. They're pinning the other team that doesn't really know how to play the Buffalo Bills far back. And and McDermott loves that. He's a defensive-minded coach. This guy wants wants to play with a lead and make these guys travel the whole length of the field. And and usually when that happens, teams make mistakes or they have to punt from their five, and then you're getting the field position back and you're going to get points. So late in the year when when it's getting colder – this is a template for a lot of teams of how they play. Yeah. And, and to, we, I may look at it and think, you left so much meat on the bone. Sean's like, that's how I want to win every game. I don't know if that's verbatim what he's saying, but a win is a win, especially a non-division, non-conference team. You don't play each other that, well, that often. You're not very familiar with them. So to go out and get a win outside the conference, you're just doing anything you can to get, get the win. So um, – Belichick, right before they play Buffalo, word gets out, leaks. Yeah. I always say stuff leaks, leaks. for a reason. 
that Belichick's got a new deal. What did you make of that? I didn't know what to make of it because historically, no one ever knew anything about Coach's contract. There's three people in the world that do, probably. There could be one other. It's Mr. Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, and Bill. No one else knows anything. No one talks of anything. So it tells you two things. One, puts a little heat on Coach. You know, hey, Coach, we're, we're sticking back with you. Let's go. And then number two, it tells the players, I know you're hearing what the media is saying. Oh, Coach is this, that. Well, you better straighten up because he's going to be around for three more years. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what it could be as well. So I don't know. I'm not in the building. But it was very odd for me to hear that because no one, no one ever talks about the contract. And it's, one of the, it's the biggest mystery in sports. And it's a lot of money. So then they go out and they beat Buffalo. Did New yeah. England turn a corner or is it just mistakes by Buffalo? It's a, I think it's a combination of both. Uh, New England finally played a game the way they want to play a game. Yeah. Like, let's, let's, do, well in, let's do well on third down. They were four for, four for nine. Let's, we, can, we can deal with that. Let's skip third down, have opportunistic runs with, you know, Zeke and Ramondre. Uh, they, didn't ha they didn't kill the rushing yards, but they had opportunistic runs. And most importantly, let's take care of the football. Yes, they had a, a fumble by Bourne, but they didn't throw picks. They didn't have these dumb throws by, you know, Mac or a receiver falling down. Like, it, it just seemed a little more tightened up. And, it, and it's great for the younger players and the players in that offense and on that team to see that because coaches, I guarantee you, has been preaching that. That exact formula right there, how they beat the Buffalo Bills all year. Guys, we take care of the football. We execute on situational plays. Third down red area, which they were also three for five in the red area. They had a good red area plan going. And, and like, let's take care of the football. Our defense will get us. They'll get us plays because Josh Allen, he's going to throw he's gonna throw one to five balls yep. in a team meeting. Strong-arm guys always do. He's a very confident guy. It's his strength and his weakness. So they finally went back, and, and they played the game the way they had to, and it, it's good to see that. It was really good. I got a couple guys that are still there that I played with, and you know, it gives them a little jolt, maybe a little confidence. Now they're going into Miami, or they have they're going into Miami this week. Interesting game. That O line for Miami, Beat all up. dinged up, Julian. Yes, yeah, and you have Godshaw, and and who's the other uh, tackle um, for the the Pats? D tackle. He's he's been having a really good year. My bad, Bubs. If if you're watching this, no problem. Uh, the template's out on how how to how to get at. Miami. Absolutely. Mid-pressure. Let's get pressure up the middle of the pocket. Let's get two off his reads. Let's make him think about the rush. You know, a kind of a fast, finesse team when they go against physical brutes. I've seen it three times. You know, it, there's a template. So, you know, this could be a good thing. I mean, going for the Patriots going forward, I mean, they always split. We always split with Miami. And I know Miami got the Patriots back in Foxborough, but... You know, this is this is this could be a good week for the Patriots. The Patriots are two one in, in the division. Yep. You know, um, I want to talk about the trade deadline. So, I always think because I if I didn't do this, my dream job would be a GM in the NFL. Yeah. I, I would love it. And I I always had this theory, is that free agency is suckerville. Is basically I want to draft and develop, but there are realities that. Everybody misses on the draft. Every, the Howie Roseman misses on the draft. So sometimes you got to go by your mistake. And so I look at Dallas, and um, Zeke got old really fast. Derrick Henry's out there. 
And I look at it, and Tony Pollard is more of a dynamic two. He's not on a pitching staff. He's not your race. He's your two. And I look at this team, and I got my C.D. Lamb, and I have Dak. O-line's pretty good. I got my pass rusher. And I think to myself, trade deadline, Cleveland's open for business. They just gave their safety to Philly. They're open for business. And after this weekend, Julian, Tuesday's the trade deadline, a lot of people are going to be open for business. A lot yep. of those teams are on the bubble. Tampa, by the way, probably now open for business. What do you make of Derrick Henry Dallas? Is that a fit or, or somewhere else? I, I like that fit, and I heard your take that, you know, he could be a first or second, a short down, a goal line type back. But if you look at Derrick Henry's, like, history, he's not really good in those situations. If you if you really look at it, he's a, he's a guy that you have to give him a, a certain amount, a number of carries to get him going. He breaks through the line, yeah. and he's got an 80-yard run. Right. But when it's third and one, you know, you, you're, it's fourth and one on the, on the one, he's got those big old legs, and, and it seems <laughs> like guys can bottle him up. And, and so, you know, I think that's a, it would be a good storyline, but I, I would like to see Derrick Henry go to Cleveland. I think Cleveland would be a good spot. You know, Hunt hasn't been playing the way that he has in the past. They don't have Chubb anymore. They've been trying to, they've been getting wins. I don't even know how, through their defense. But with a guy like Derrick Henry, especially when it gets a little colder in the AFC North, guy big back. Guys don't like to tackle when it gets colder. Like, I think Derrick Henry going to, like, Cleveland is, is, is that, ideal. That's a really good point. Northern Division, guys don't want to tackle. So I was initially not a tush-push guy. And then I thought to myself, timeout. I wasn't anti-Wildcat. I was anti it didn't work. Yeah. But in the end, what Nick Sariani said is, best center in a decade and a quarterback that deadlifts 600 pounds who's small that you can't get a shot at. It's innovation. Yeah. By the way, Tom never failed in the quarterback sneak. So I don't like the look of it, but I didn't like the look of Tom's quarterback sneaks. They worked. Yeah. So how do you view it? Is it dangerous? Do you worry about that? It's very dangerous. Uh, I remember specifically, we'd have our short yardage meetings and Scarnacchio would get up on the mic and he'd be like, all right, fellas, we got to get down. We're putting our quarterback in the jaws of death. And that's what they would say, <laughs> the jaws of death, because that's what it is when you go in there. I mean, we saw what Brock Purdy got. You know, you get, you get banged from all different areas. Guys are, are trying to stop that play, and it hasn't gone that way necessarily for Philadelphia. But there still is a risk when they're putting their best player or their highest paid player in the jaws of death. So I, I don't think they should, they should take it away. I, I think teams should try to find a way to beat it. Or, or you're getting some shots on the quarterback that, you know, those add up. So mm. I, I don't think they should make it illegal at all. So got to stop it. I said um, there's a really interesting stat is that NFC teams are 1-16 and 16 yeah. against Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And I said, you know, it's like if you've never skied before and you get somebody takes you up on the big chair, it, it looks like Mount Everest. Yeah. Okay, you need a couple runs. You need a couple lessons. Now, there's a way to beat Lamar. It, you got to see that. You got to see it a couple times. So AFC teams do better. So I don't take, I don't take anything away from Detroit. I think they'll be fine. It's like this is an avalanche. Let's get on the plane and get out of here. Um, tell me your thoughts on Lamar. You played college quarterback. I find him better in the pocket than people think. To I like guys that are competitive. He's furious when he misses. Mm -hmm. 
The first time you saw him, what did you make of his style? Because you were a guy that moved in the pocket. Yeah, he's a dangerous player, and, and it makes everyone vulnerable on the defense if you don't do your job. That, that's why it's so hard to prepare for a guy like him if you've never seen him. I remember when he first came into the league, they had me running scout team quarterback. I bet that, yes. You know what I mean? Just to run around, and I'd have to run around for, you know, after the play, even if I was tagged down, just to get guys to, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta swarm them. You got to swarm them, and you, gotta, you can't get past the quarterback because he's so much faster. In person? In person. I remember Rob Ninkovich, you know, Man, coming after the first drive, he's a lot faster than what he looks on film. You know what I mean? Like, and if you mess up only one play, one player makes a, a play, that's a 30-yard gain. And then that guy who messed up on that one play, he's thinking about that 30-yard gain, and then he, he's playing hesitant, and then now it, it's a formula where Lamar's got this, you know, he sits back in that pocket. They're not going to rush him. He could pick your defense apart. And it's a very tricky situation, especially if you've never seen it. I have a great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's have some fun. New users, please use the code HERD when you download the app. It takes about 90 seconds max to download it. Now my parlay picks of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. Jags minus two and a half at the Steelers. I like Pittsburgh, but they've been outgained in every game. Jaguars are a bit undervalued. I think they win. By about a field goal to four points, I'll take the Jags. Saints plus one and a half at the Colts. Derek Carr's been struggling. He's hearing about it. There's too much talent not to beat a backup. Colts come out of a very, very trying, difficult, physical game against Cleveland. I think they pull back. I'll take the Saints plus one and a half. 49ers at home minus five and a half against the Bengals. I like Cincinnati, but they're winning and being outplayed. 49ers in a bad mood after two road losses. Come home and lean on them. I'll take the Niners by about 10. Jags, Saints, Niners. You want to take the herd parlay? Check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, the code is HERD, H-E-R-D. When you download the app, have some fun. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So if I um, if I said to you, Jalen Hurts has been dinged up. Yeah. I don't know if it's the tush push. He argues it's in the pocket. It's not running around. But the other night against Miami, it was very interesting. He did a bootleg and sat down. And when he got up, he shortened his steps because he had a limp and he didn't want anybody to see it. So he kind of pitter-pattered. He's like, I'm not letting them see this. About 45 minutes later, he ran outside and limped. And I said the other day, I don't think he's been healthy since week six last year. He's just so gifted. This is such a good old line that he's able to just play hurt. And then I, and then I think to myself, all the times I've talked to athletes, that you were probably dinged up by week four. I mean, so it's, I find Philadelphia fascinating. The criticisms on Jalen Hurts, I think he could have been in the tush push. I think, but when I watch him play, I don't remember the last time I saw because last year he was hurt. Yeah. Go tell me right now as an NFL, former NFL player, we are in week eight. We, did you ever wake up on a Monday and feel great at this time of the year? Absolutely not. And, and that, that differentiates Good players, from really good players to great players. I mean, there's countless injuries that no one knows about that Tom Brady had. And the great players, what they do is they know how to adjust their game. They adjust their game to like, how do I ha- how, how can I perform at the absolute best with the injury that I'm having? I mean, I remember one time Tom had like a broken foot. No one knew about it. And, and the guy was still playing, and what he would do is he would adjust his game accordingly. Let's get the ball out. Let's not take hits. And Jalen Hurts is a mentally tough guy like that. Very. You know, he, he's the type of guy that he will adjust his game. He, he's, he's a tough guy that's not going to, like, miss four or five games. He's going to be there with the team, and he's going to try to figure a way out how to, how to go out and perform at your highest level. I mean, being the quarterback, you're a problem solver. You know, you're the CEO of the team. You know, you got to go out and you got to solve problems. And sometimes the problem's you. You got to figure a way out. What do I, I can't go to my right. All right, let's, let's talk with the, you know, the play caller. Do we not go there? Let's, let's get the ball out quicker. Let's rely on other guys. And I, I'm a firm believer that Jalen Hurts has been doing that his whole, his whole career because he's been banged up. I mean, when you play the position the way he plays it, he's running, he's taking hits. I don't care how much you squat. I don't care how fast you are. 
you know, these guys are big, and it's, it's a numbers game. The more hits you take, the more vulnerable you are at getting hurt to a, you know, a bigger injury or, or you're banged up. That's just what this, this league's about. So the great ones know how to adjust their game properly. I mean, you don't at this point of the, the year, no one is 100%. No one's even close to it right now. Finally, uh, Jordan Love is struggling. And I, I've, I've said before, and I think this is true, is um, you can't fool an athlete. Athletes know. I've asked so many guys this. Who's the best player that you come into camp, you talked about this, and you see a six-round safety from Colgate, and he lights up a receiver. And you're like, second practice, like, that, that guy's a player. In Green Bay now, I'm, I'm a layman. I don't know. But I see things I don't like, downfield accuracy. Do you think people are making judgments in those rooms in Green Bay? Do you think players know, but you can't bail on him because he's probably struggling with confidence? It depends on how it's going in practice. Practice has a lot to do with everyone's really? confidence in really? people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if, you, if you see a guy performing in practice well, then, then it, it'll eventually trickulate to the games. And if it doesn't, then there's a problem there. But, you know, if, if the guy's out there performing poorly in practice, that's when guys are going to start saying, like, why is this guy getting the reps? What are we doing? You know, but if, if he's doing well in practice, then game day, there's a whole lot of other variables that set right. in, right? you know, with, with this game. So it, it all, for me, it was always – How's the guy practicing? Can he can he get the offense going in practice? You know, is he comfortable? Does he is he making the throws? Because it will translate. I mean, he still is pretty early in his career. I know he's had three years, and I'm a very, I'm kind of on your side when when it says like, all right, he's had a year after Thanksgiving, let's go. But you know, that's a very loyal kind of take your time type organization with the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I don't think Aaron Rodgers out, out of the beginning. No. He didn't light it up. Six and ten. I, they saw it in practice, though. That's right. You know what I mean? So it, it all depends on how he's doing in practice. How is Gronk as a practice player? <laughs> Gronk was insane. So we used to have <laughs> we used to have goal line seven on seven every every uh Friday, fast Fridays, and no one could cover him. You know, we'd be on the goal line and He'd be mossing guys and jumping up over guys, and and Belichick would just sit there and turl his whistle and what the f what is going on? <laughs> and one week he comes out, and I'm talking he would score like eight touchdowns in this period. Like he wasn't, he, you couldn't cover him, and he, you throw it anywhere, the guy's not coverable. He pulled out, remember those easy buttons from yes. Staples? Yeah. He pulled out an easy button and just started pressing the pressing the easy button at practice <laughs> after he scored. And you know, when you perform, Belichick doesn't say anything. He laughed. He laughed. He liked. He goes, "Oh, what are we doing?" But you know, when it was one of those things. So he was a dominant practice player. He was a dominant practice player. I don't doubt that at all. No, there was you know, practice was very, 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 very excruciating with with the Patriots. They they had to see it. For you to go out and do it. You had to earn it. You had to earn it every week. What a pleasure to have you on again, buddy. It's always a pleasure. I love having you on. I, you know what? You did steal one guy from me. Who? Mitch from my social media team. He, I guess I he, did. Yeah. He was really good. I, I took him. Yeah. I well, mean, you know what? He went to the bigs. I treat my people really well. <laughs>
<laughs> I didn't even know that. Now I feel guilty. Not not guilty enough to give it back to you. He's good. You look at your TikTok scores or whatever. <laughs> yeah, my TikToks. I like that. Uh, all right, J Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I think that's the first TikTok reference on the show in weeks, huh? My wife thinks I'm not on it at all. My wife thinks it's she gets recipes and animal stuff. She starts her day with 30 minutes on TikTok. She'll be over there laughing. Oh, what are you laughing at? Dog videos and recipes. All right. <laughs> all right, no laughing matter. Uh, Tua talked about Tyreek Hill's absence due to a hip injury at practice this week. But good news for Miami. Tyreek Hill returned to practice, and uh, he made light of the situation. Is there much pain? Do you have an injury, or are you fine for Sunday? No, nah, I just want some attention, man, because my man went talking to me yesterday, so I needed some attention from somebody. Okay. I'm good, though. Good. I'm fine on Sunday. Yeah, All right, we'll see. So he's back. I do think that's a closer game. If I had a side, it would be New England. I, I, nine and a half points, come on now. That's uh, with a bank... This game all comes down to one thing. O-line for Miami is a banged-up mess, and New England always creates pressure. So it's just going to be played between the... You're going to see a lot of football between the 20s. Yeah. It's going to be a choppy, ugly game. I want to take Patriots, but... I, that's why That was my take, but I can't. Because, you know what I mean? Like, so let's it, see... Ma- oh, so, so Mac Jones last week playing with the lead for like 58 minutes. Yeah. Okay. They go down 7 nothing. He goes three and out. Yeah. Like, you're screwed. It's, it feels over at that point. That's fair. Um, I just, the Miami, it is a massive look-ahead spot with the Chiefs on deck. Tyreek Hill, you think he's excited to play against the Chiefs next week in, in Germany? Like, oh, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's the biggest game. He circled that thing Oh, in months June. Maybe that's why he took Wednesday off, to get his mind right for this. Uh, I'm locked. I got to lock in. Uh, next up, let's stick with the Patriots-Dolphins game. New England is 2-5. and five. Uh, Their worst start since 2000. And the trade deadline's approaching. Albert Breer believes Bill Belichick should be building assets for the future. If you're Bill, are you worried about what the team's going to look like two years from now, three years from now, four years from now? Because that's what this is about to me. This is no longer about 2023. They're not winning a championship this year. They're not making the playoffs this year, in my opinion. So what are you, what's your priority? If you have a coach who's got a long-term vision for where this is going, your priority would be, all right, like we want to still service this year's team, but we also need to look at building assets for the future. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Would they be a trader at the debt? They don't have a lot to trade for, but... I mean, not that this season is toast, but... No, it's, it's toast. All right. Well, are they going to the playoffs? No, they're not. Does it help them to go to the playoffs? Not no. really. No. Lose? Get, get, get no, destroyed? I think, I think you're the, right. The big question is, is this dude your quarterback? I, it's either yes, no, or we don't know yet. I think, I think if I said, if Michael Penix was available, I would draft him. But I don't think he will be available. It, it, New England's going to be about, they're going to be drafting somewhere between 6 and 12. And so Caleb and Drake May are gone. So the question becomes, Penix will probably be available. Bo Nix. Does he want Bo Nix? I don't think Bo Nix is that much of an upgrade over Mac. I think Penix is. J.J. McCarthy. I don't think he's a big upgrade. I think Penix is an upgrade. Quinn Ewers. Not interested. Man, tough. I like Caleb, Drake May, and Penix. This this is going to be a fun draft season, by the way. Oh, it's going to be the highest rated draft ever. It's all quarterbacks. February Quarterbacks, the best receiver since Randy Moss. The best tight end maybe ever. Big left tackles and edge rushers. It's a you, Literally, if you had to name the positions it's great at, it's great at all the yeah. big ones. Do you think they could get us to go to the uh, Combine for a couple days? Take the show on the road? 
Where's that could be fun. An indie? In indie. Why would I want to go to that? I thought you loved flyover country. Middle I, America. I, I Aren't love, you a man I, of the people? I, I love flying over it. I don't I don't want to. In the middle, Why want, would I want to go to in Indianapolis the, in, the, in February? In, no. <laughs> Come on, I had to try. No, I don't. Final right, story. Beautiful people, but I nice people. I got. I just. I did, I'll stay here. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> final story. Desmond Ritter. Boy, he's taken a lot of criticism, man. Seven interceptions, six fumbles, leads the NFL in turnovers for quarterbacks. Arthur Smith. He's downplaying the criticism, blaming. Wait for it, Colin. The media and saying people are not watching the tape. Here's Arthur Smith. Probably to the toxic group thing. I think a lot of people don't watch the film and it's boring. It's all momentum. I mean, you see it all around the world. So things get spun out of control. And so sounds smart for somebody says it. Hey, maybe they know what they're talking about. And there it goes. It's a, it's a group think thing. People get labels put on them. They may get 17 chances. I don't know. It's the way it goes. I just try to be objective. Look at the results. Watch the tape. Focus on us. See what we can improve. There have been a lot of guys in there in Canton, Ohio, that I'm sure at some point people thought they couldn't do it for whatever reason. Well, I, that's fine. Well, I don't, he, I, hold on, time out. Did he say Canton, Ohio? You, you know what's there, right? Yeah, Hall of Fame. Why are you mentioning the Hall of Fame with, in the same sentence as Desmond? Well, I, I think, you know, whenever I hear you don't watch film, first of all, you don't have to see film to know Marvin Harrison's great. Great quarterbacks win Super Bowls. We don't think Jordan Love or Desmond Ritter are great. So who are we hidden here? I mean, they, they they moved off Jared Goff in L.A. and won a Super Bowl. And Jared Goff is really good. So if you want to win Super Bowls with the current state of the league where it's an offensive league, you got to be great at that position. So, I mean, you could film or not, and I think the average fan who isn't a homer, you can see special. It, it, if I say best five receivers in the league, the public thinks the exact same thing as general managers. Because I've talked to GMs about the best receivers and best rush ends. You can see it on television. I don't have to break down film to see that you can't block Max Crosby and T.J. Watt. I can see it. Now, to see players that fill out the roster 17 to 50, that's different. So I had to look up Desmond Ritter's red zone numbers. They're probably not great. Well, they're actually not well, terrible. He's got Six a great touchdowns yeah. and one interception inside the 20. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 pro, pro football reference doesn't mention the turnovers. He did have three fumbles in the red zone last week. Three. Two inside the five. Could have cost me money. Luckily, they were able to cover. Yeah. Here's Desmond Ritter's stats on the screen. Not good. Yeah. Last in giveaways. Yeah. So in between the 20s, I kind of sort of trust him. I mean, they have over 400 yards of offense the last two weeks. I, they, like, I, they're I, moving the ball. Yeah, you don't win games between the 20s. You win getting into the end zone. He's and not then, great there. That's the problem. Um, yeah. Did you look at Atlanta, Tennessee this week? Nope. If I don't want to watch a game, I'm not betting it. You don't want to watch uh, the that debut is, of your, what is it, gun show mirror guy, Will Levis? I'll watch high. Well, I mean, I'll see it, but it'll be a corner TV game. Yeah. Okay. Jim Mack with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. Jason's NFL Picks. Next, it's The Herd. Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes, and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you play this week's Fox Super 6 free-to-play game. Download the Fox Sports app and enter for free for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. We don't waste a lot of time on this show. I give you my blazing five picks off a winning week. J-Max similarly had a winning week. Are you ready for your week eight picks? Let's do this. We call it tomorrow's headlines today. Falcons, Titans, what say you? A little nervous about this one. A lot of changes in Tennessee. Are they tanking? Do we know what's going on with Derrick Henry? The headline will be Sacco Lantern. Falcons turn Titans into pumpkin. Ah. Give me Desmond Ritter on the road here. This is going to have to be a Ritter game because Tennessee gets their big run stopper in the middle back. We know Jeffrey Simmons is a problem. I think they're going to have to go to the air, but I think they'll have success. Desmond Ritter, despite his poor road record, Drake London showed well. Uh, Kyle Pitts, it sounds like Bijan Robinson's back healthy. Last week he had the illness, barely did anything. I think the Falcons can win this. I wouldn't lay over a field goal, but I do think they get the dub on the road. 
Tomorrow's headlines today. Mm, Patriots in Miami. Every week you got to go and, you know, look for kind of gross games. Yeah. And get, hold your nose and bet them. Dumpster diving. There you go. The headline will be Count Macula. <laughs> Jones sinks teeth into Dolphins. I'll go big upset here in the Patriots shocking the Dolphins. Oh, my on word. The road. Uh, I did take the points, and I do think Miami gets caught looking ahead it, 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 the Chiefs game next week is massive. Any way you slice it, I can see. Remember, we talked about last year it was the Niners. Games after the Niners, teams were beat up. Now they're after the Eagles. A very physical game. They got pushed around, bullied last week. As long as Mac Jones doesn't fall behind early, I think the Patriots have a chance to win this outright. Keep an eye on that run game for the Patriots. It looked good last week. Uh, looked good in spurts uh, against the Bills. I Patriots upset? You feeling that? I mean, yeah. a big underdog divisional matchup. Already did it to Buffalo. Yeah. Tomorrow's headlines today. This one is weird. Vikings and the Packers. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, you just got to go against the grain. Everybody saw the Vikings on Monday. They were amazing on Monday against the Niners. The headline will be Skull and Bones. Green Bay packs up Cousins Carcass. <laughs> Give me. I, I love Green Bay here, Colin. Wow. I know nobody loves Green Bay. I, saw, I told you the numbers this week. Their last four games, first half, 63 to 6, they were outscored. They come out with these vanilla game plans. They're nervous to let Jordan Love unleash it. I saw a number. They were dead last in first half offense this season, and they're top five in second half offense. Why can't you just get the second half offense and employ it in the first half? Let's not wait to have Jordan Love uncork it. Sounds like Watson's a healthy go, which would be huge. Musgrave, the tight end, the young guy they like, don't know. Aaron Jones, don't know. But this is more of a fade of the Vikings. Temperatures expected to be in the 20s. Will not be a warm one for the Vikings. Outdoors, slower track. Packers pull the upset. Tomorrow's headlines today. I think I know where you're leaning here. Browns against the Seahawks in Seattle. I already went against one backup quarterback and Will Levis. Make that two. The headline will be Invasion of the Brownie Snatchers. <laughs> Seattle. Listen, uh, Geno Smith has me nervous, man. I, I like the Seattle team a lot. I sleeper in the NFC. We'll see. Uh, Kenneth Walker popped up on the injury report. Don't even know if he's going to play this week. Well, they, got, they, have, the, they have Charbonnet, the young Zach kid. Charbonnet time. Um, but Geno Smith, last season, zero red zone interceptions. This season, two. Like, he cannot do that. You Pete can't do doesn't that. like that. And, and I did see some numbers against the zone versus the man. Geno Smith, great. Geno Smith, sorry. Great against the zone. Poor against man. The Browns play the most man in the league. They press up. Then they got Denzel Ward. The big pass rush. Gino could screw me here, but I do believe that P.J. Walker, I got to fade that guy. He cannot make plays. They got massively lucky last week. Give me Seattle. Tomorrow's headlines today. Can't wait to watch this one. Bengals in the 49ers. I'm a little thrown off. You know, I submitted these picks earlier in the week, and then uh, I see this. They're trying to rush Brock Purdy back, so I'm a little skittish. But I'm going to make one guy in our room happy. The headline will be... Silence of the Sams. <laughs> Bengals devoured Darnold. Uh, that's definitely one of my favorites. I know you love that movie. Oh, my favorite Colin, of all time. The numbers on Burrow as an underdog of more than three, 14 and two against the spread. He loves to show up when we doubt him. Off the bye week, going on the road could be dicey. But again, Jamar Chase against that man coverage. Like he's going to eat him up. Uh, the San Francisco secondary got cooked by Jordan Addison last week, okay? I think the Bengals, they're not fully back, but I think they're close. I hate to go against the Niners because I love this team. Um, I just have some real questions about the offensive line, the secondary. 
um, and, and Sam Darnold. I know you like him a lot, USC guy. But, I, but, but I, I've come to terms with the the throws the Niners ask Garoppolo and Purdy to make are not Sam's strength. He's a playmaker. You know him as a Jets. He he can move. Sam can get get moving, and he'll go downtown. Um, and maybe Ayuk becomes his favorite receiver because you know Brendan Ayuk can make people miss yeah. downtown. So I think they'd be more of a big play offense with Sam Darnold, more explosion plays, but probably more mistakes. And I will say this: this this is why this game scared me. Cincinnati's one of those teams. They get really good situational pass rushes. Trent Williams, the best left tackle in football. The gap between him and their backup at left tackle, it's the backup with Mahomes and a backup. Trent Williams is a dominant first ballot Hall of Famer. That's why I stayed away. Yeah, some of these stat guys have crunched the numbers in the last couple seasons. Joe Burrow in the first half of the season, you know, remember the appendectomy, he's been a slow starter. Second half, he's been dominant, and the Bengals gain steam heading into the playoffs. Yep. So, also, the bye off for the bye. offensive coaches off a of bye are yeah. often different than a defensive coach off a of bye. Offensive coaches put in some new stuff, some tricks, some new looks. They catch yeah. you off guard. I, I do like a lot of games this week. Like I like Broncos. I, I can't believe you didn't take the Cowboys. No, nope, not staying away. I've been burned by the Rams in the back door twice this year. Stafford and McVay, they don't quit. So I don't want to get one of those. Uh, I'm nervous about the Jets. I'll just put that out there. Nervous. Congrats beating Mozgov last night single-handedly. And uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Have a great weekend. I'm going to go watch Oregon and Utah play at Salt Lake. I'm going to go sit and watch. See you tomorrow. See you Monday. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.